Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Wayman Wednesday. That means you're about to hear a message from the founder of our fellowship, Pastor Wayman Mitchell. Even though he entered into his reward and is in the presence of our Lord, we still need to hear his clarion call to faithfulness, holiness, discipleship, and commitment to the cause of Christ. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. And chapter 18, we want to remind the Bible study leaders that your reports on the Bible study need to be turned in so that we can know what's happening there. And then one detail that we want to make known is that the leader is to do two studies and the assistant one, the leader two, the assistant one, and rotate through that. But we need your reports back so that we know uh, how the Bible studies are going. There's a fascinating story in this text in Genesis 18. If you are familiar with it, you know the story that Abraham and uh, Sarah uh, are uh, living Uh, In memory, and as they're there, there are three strangers that make themselves to their tent. And uh, out of this story uh, are a number of details that are very fascinating. God's getting ready to judge Sodom and Gomorrah. And as he's getting ready to do that, he uh, knows that Abraham has a nephew who he and his family live in Sodom, and he wants to... Uh, be sure that uh, Abraham knows what he's going to do. Uh, That's a whole scenario. We're not going to preach on that. But one facet of this uh, I want to touch tonight because inside this story is another story and is another dimension, and that dimension is a dimension that is the key to reaching many, many people for Jesus Christ. And that is the, uh, the dimension of hospitality. Follow with me in Genesis 18, uh, verse 1 through 8, as we capture the details of this this evening. Then the Lord appeared to uh, Abraham by the terminth trees of Mamre. As he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day, so he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself uh, to the ground. And he said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I'll bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by inasmuch as you've come to your servant. And they said, Do as you have said. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, Quickly. Make ready three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and good calf, gave it to a young man, and he hastened to prepare it. So he took butter and milk and the calf which he prepared, and he set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Inside this story is another dimension, And that dimension is spelled out, and I was astonished as I began to think about that, of the many places in the Bible that this is brought into play and that there's a spiritual dimension that goes with that. 
And this is a dimension of hospitality. We rarely use the word today, uh, and uh, uh, not only do we rarely use it, but many times in Christian circles it's ignored. And yet in that is a powerful dimension that bears testimony to Jesus Christ and will be a powerful tool in reaching those uh, who desperately need uh, the gospel of Christ. I want to talk to you about uh, the issue of hospitality for a moment. I was uh, is discussing this. I was uh, My attention was brought to the issue of God making provision for uh, people who uh, uh, normally are not invited to, uh, 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 to participate in various things. If you'll uh, notice in the Bible, there is provision that is made for the widow. There's provision is made for the stranger. There's provision made for the poor and also for the fatherless. God gave instruction that when uh, the Israelites would reap their fields, uh, they were to not uh, carefully gather in the corners. There was provision to be made for people to glean, to glean in the harvest, which would be uh, people who uh, were having a difficult time making ends meet. Deuteronomy 16, 14 says, you should rejoice in the year in your feast and your son and your daughter, your male servant and your female servant and the Levite and the stranger and the fatherless and the widow who are within your gates. In other words, God says, when you're enjoying the feasting, when you're enjoying your fellowship together, don't forget the stranger that is in your gates. And he makes special notice about that. And you're to leave the gleanings also for the stranger. Then there's a very other interesting scripture in Leviticus 19 and verse 33 and 4, which is a demonstration that God says of love. Listen to this uh, passage of Scripture. If a stranger dwells with you in your land, you shall not mistreat him. The stranger who dwells among you shall be to you as one born among you, and you shall love him as yourself. For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Now, here's a very interesting facet that I want to emphasize tonight and bring out to you. And that is that hospitality reveals uh, the human heart. Look at verse 5. Abraham said, I will bring a morsel of meat. He said to Sarah, I want you to make some cakes. He said, went out and selected a young calf, and he said to a young man, dress that, get that ready. And then they brought butter and milk, and here are these three strangers that have come to his tent, and hospitality is revealed as a heart condition of Abraham as he reaches out to these people. As a matter of fact, this hospitality is the key to God giving tremendous insight to Abraham about what he's getting ready to do because in the middle of that uh, uh, meal, uh, he, uh, uh, he says, shall I do this thing and keep it hidden from Abraham? And I know Abraham and this hospitality or act of hospitality is the key to Abraham getting tremendous insight about what God is getting ready to do. Hospitality is linked to destiny. 
because it's in the middle of this meal that they're eating that he speaks to Abraham and he says, I know that Abraham will become a great nation and I know that he's going to lead his family. He's going to be one that speaks to his family, brings them up in the right pathway and Abraham's destiny is linked to. I want to examine the word hospitality with you for a moment. The word literally means fond of guests. It also carries the thought of given to love and also tied in with that word is friendly. And so I want to fasten your attention to that for a moment and point that out as a church of Jesus Christ and his believers because the church is admonished in other pages of the scripture and other, uh, and other, uh, and other passages that they not only are to practice hospitality, but it also brings a very interesting facet that one of the qualifications for leadership in the church is that they have shown hospitality. Listen to Romans 12, verse 13. Distributing to the needs of the saints, uh, given to hospitality, and that word given is pursuing uh, hospitality. Second Timothy 3, verse 2, and Titus 1, verse, verse 8, both repeat these words, uh, a bishop then or an, oversire, or an overseer then must be hospitable. So let's think about that for a moment because here is a very simple premise. Here's a very simple word. And yet the scripture not only gives us uh, the various instances when that's practiced, but also says that to be a leader in the church of Jesus Christ uh, means that it's going to require that you have this attitude or this spirit uh, to be hospitable. It also gives another little insight in First Peter 4, verse 9, and it's writing to the believers and says, be hospitable to one another without grumbling. Now, that's a very interesting thing. I was thinking to myself, now, uh, what does that mean? Uh, be hospitable one to another. Be, uh, 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 be uh, 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 inviting people. Be ministering to one another. Be uh, without grumbling. Uh, and why would this, uh, this bring about grumbling? Well, I th- thought of several scenarios. One would be uh, that uh, people would say, we, uh, we've invited them over and over and over and over. They've never invited us one time. Oh, that's just, I'm just surmising about that. Or perhaps uh, you, you, uh, you've invited people to your house and you have, uh, uh, you have uh, rump roast or, uh, or something, and all you ever get when you go to their house is chips and dip. So I don't know. I'm just speculating and uh, thinking about this. But for some reason, the prophet uh, saw a need to put into this that you need to be hospitable. That spirit needs to lay hold of you without grumbling. And I want to tell you that this will transform your church. I have told the church before, if you haven't been here. Uh, one of the most impressive uh, times I ever uh, had was pastoring in Vancouver Island, Canada. And uh, this is a very small town. These are, uh, these are just simple people. Uh, many of them fished uh, during the fishing season. They caught uh, salmon. They had salmon and, and, and many of them were fishermen. They went on uh, boats at a week at a time. But I was so impressed by this church. I'd never run into that before. And uh, the people in that church, if a, a stranger came or a visitor came to that church, they did not leave uh, until someone invited them over uh, for a simple little snack. Sometimes it was 
to taking biscuits uh, and, and putting uh, uh, smoked salmon on it and tea. But it was the spirit that was behind that. That was so powerful as it ministered and reached out uh, and it established an atmosphere uh, in that church. Uh, and uh, it, uh, it, uh, it, it impressed me. And I've never forgotten the attitude and that spirit that was there. Now, I know that most of you think uh, that when Sister Mitch and I uh, were saved, immediately halos appeared on our heads. Uh, I picked up a Bible, began to preach, and uh, just, a, uh, just a very impressive individual. But that's not true. When we got saved, uh, we were just young, uh, young people and, uh, and, and uh, not uh, very, uh, very intelligent, to be honest with you, or sociable. And I had a brother, an older brother, that had uh, witnessed us in a tragedy in our home. Uh, they reached out to us, uh, and uh, we, uh, uh, we answered an altar call uh, and were saved. And uh, I want to tell you that for some period of time, uh, I didn't just say, Ooh, I'm saved. I want to go to church every service uh, uh, because uh, I was never raised in church. I didn't know that that's uh, what Christians did. But my older brother and his wife uh, uh, unhesitatingly uh, would uh, have us for lunch. She's a wonderful cook, uh, and she always had a roast or something for lunch. Uh, and many times, my motivation to go to, to church had nothing to do with the gospel or God, it was because it was a wonderful meal that was coming there. <laughs> That's confession night, okay? But it was through that uh, that God got a hold of our hearts uh, and began to solidify and ground us. Uh, and this is that tremendous principle that is there. Uh, and you need to understand this principle. It's very powerful. This does not mean that you need to put on some uh, elaborate spread. This is the spirit. And this spirit is a spirit uh, that reaches out to people uh, who uh, need this very spirit of hospitality. And it ha has nothing to do with how elaborate a spread you put out. It's the spirit that you portray, uh, which is the Christian spirit. And as Abraham saw these three strangers there, he reached out to them, uh, said, come in. Uh, and immediately said to Sarah, make, uh, uh, here's three measures of meal, make some cakes, uh, and uh, have the young man kill a fatted calf uh, and the butter and the milk uh, and he set upon them uh, a hospitable spirit uh, as he brought them into his association uh, and that's what hospitality is all about. Now there's some elements that are involved that I want to bring to you and I want to point these out. Very often hospitality does not come natural to many people. They may be shy. They may have been wounded in, uh, uh, in, um, in relationships. They may have been uh, uh, rejected, a spirit of rejection. Many people uh, uh, on planet Earth have a spirit of rejection. How many of you know that? They've been, uh, they've been disappointed. They may have been in the family. They may have been received a spirit of rejection. And uh, many people... Uh, isolation has laid hold of them. Uh, they do not naturally uh, reach out. They do not naturally establish contact. Uh, many times inferiority complex. I, uh, uh, I, when, when I was saved, I had a horrible inferiority complex. Uh, many people have that, uh, and naturally they're not hospitable, nor do they associate, uh, but uh, they, uh, they uh, isolate themselves, uh, and uh, this can be the result uh, 
of some of the circumstances of life and relationships and disappointment. Other people are selfish. They, uh, they live in their own world. Uh, they, uh, they close themselves off from other people uh, and isolation. That spirit has laid hold of them. Proverbs uh, chapter 18 and verse 1 uh, says, A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all uh, wise judgment. Now this portrays a very interesting thing. It's, a, a, it's a, an emotional imbalance. Uh, and uh, that can be very true. And people come into your church, often they come in and they come out uh, uh, that are suffering many times from rejection. They're suffering from a spirit. Uh, the devil has exploited the events of life. Uh, and uh, we need to talk about the elements that are involved. Now, look for a moment because the focus that of, our, uh, of, our, uh, of our story tonight is stranger. Three strangers... Uh, Come and approach Abraham's tent. And uh, the text that I read to you, the Old Testament of the instructions that are given for feasts of the, the people of God and for their reaching out was a very powerful, powerful principle because they're people that do not naturally fall into a sociable atmosphere. They must be reached out to and you need to keep your eye out for these people and give yourselves to them. Hospitality has some very profound elements. What is involved in this is a sincere desire to touch another person, to help influence these people uh, and uh, someone else uh, uh, that uh, is beside your own little purple circle of people uh, that you can reach into their lives and you can influence their lives for good. This is a spirit uh, that is behind uh, this attempt uh, at hospitality and it involves a willingness to share. Now think with me for a moment uh, because if you're going to be hospitable, you're going to have to share uh, your sustenance, whatever that may be. At, uh, you can work that out yourself. You're going to have to share your time. How many of you know that many people are selfish? They don't want anybody making any incursions on their time. This is my life. I, listen, I, I, don't bother me. I'm, uh, I'm coming to church. I'm going home from church. And uh, that's it. That's all the time you're getting from me. How many of you know there are people like that? This is going to make an incursion uh, upon your energy. This is going to make incursions upon your emotions, uh, because when you relate to people uh, that are not in your little circle and your little uh, clique of, uh, of uh, individual, uh, suddenly you're confronted with people that may not be like you. How many of you know that we like to be around people that we like? We don't like to be around people we don't like. And so what happens is there's natural gravitation. If you're not very careful, you've got little cliques of people standing around and you've got the purple circle. Some are in and some are out and the ins are in and the others are out and the outs will never be in and the ins will always be in. And it is a spiritual incest. It's poison to a congregation and poison to a church. You're going to have to share your life if you're going to be hospitable. Uh, and history uh, has uh, some very intriguing uh, uh, events uh, that we need to look at. Here we have uh, the, the prophet Elijah. And the Bible says, I want you to go to Zarephath. Uh, I've commanded a widow there to feed you. Elijah goes to Zarephath. Uh, he meets up with a widow, and as he meets up with this widow, he says to her, uh, listen, give me a little drink of water. And while she's doing that, he says, listen, would you make me a little cake? 
Now think about this for a moment. Uh, and she says, uh, no, uh, I've just got enough for me and my boy, and we're going to eat this, we're going to die. And it was in the setting of that hospitable spirit as she yielded to the Spirit of God uh, that God worked a tremendous miracle for this woman uh, and she and her son were fed as a result of her giving way to hospitality in a miracle for 18 months. Now that's written in the scripture. We uh, preachers use that of course to raise money out of it but what is is revealed there is a spirit uh, of hospitality uh, and as she responded to that it opened the door for God's blessing uh, in her life as a man of God uh, confronted her uh, and, uh, and, uh, and gave her some direction. We have in the Bible a Shunammite woman You know the story, she and her husband is living on the pathway where a man of God passes by. And she sees this man of God, Elisha by name, and as she sees him pass by, she said to her, uh, she, uh, she often would invite him in uh, and, and, and uh, constrain him to come and eat a meal with them. And in the process of time, as he continued uh, in his ministry, she said to her husband, let's build this man of God a little room. And uh, I put it there because he often passes by here. He needs rest. And so she built a little room uh, on the, uh, an upper room. And uh, as she built this little room, they put it in a bed. They put it in a candle. Uh, and uh, they put it in a table. And uh, as she did that, uh, God did something powerful in her life. Uh, you know the story. She's barren uh, and she conceives and bear a child uh, through the prophet's ministry as he prays for her and speaks the word of God. That's not the end of the story. This uh, story continues on. In the process of time, in the vicissitudes of the changing uh, currents of life, uh, tragedy comes into uh, this nation. And as tragedy comes, this woman loses uh, this property. Apparently her husband has has passed from the scene by that time. And uh, she loses this property. Famine is upon the land. Uh, There's desperate circumstances. uh, And uh, finally the famine is over. She returns back. uh, But someone else has her property now. And uh, she uh, is wanting to get this back. She goes before the king uh, to make her plea. Now, by this time, uh, there is a, uh, uh, a man named Gehazi, was once a disciple, who uh, made a real, real bad mistake, and he lied and uh, tried to exploit uh, Naaman as he came down. And uh, now he's uh, on his way. He's now in the king's court, uh, and he's in the king's court. He, uh, uh, he sustains himself uh, uh, by telling stories about Elisha's miracles, And as he's uh, telling this story, he says there was a widow, and he's telling this story about this widow. And about that time, this widow walks into the room, and she walks in to make her petition. He said, there's the woman right there that I'm telling you about. And she confirmed that, uh, and the woman says to the king, I'm here to see if I can get my property back. And God worked a miracle. She received her property back, not only that, but any income that had come in from the period of time that is there. And so there's a lesson for us here. Here are the elements that are involved in hospitality. Not only is this woman blessed, but God stores up blessing for people who are hospitable. 
This is a tremendous lesson that is underneath all of that. Uh, she gets her property back, uh, and God's blessing comes upon her because the spirit uh, of, of, of hospitality uh, lives, uh, and it produces a tremendous result. I want to talk to you for a moment about the Bible challenge here. So having said that, uh, then the question comes, uh, why aren't Christians uh, more hospitable? Why do we have to preach on this? Why don't they practice that? Uh, and sometimes there's various reasons. Sometimes there's no teaching on it. Sometimes there's no example that would be set, that would stir them uh, and uh, cause them uh, to do that. Sometimes just out of ignorance of the, of, of the, uh, of the reality of life and, and human need. Sometimes uh, there's no uh, realization of the duty that comes upon Christians because I'm reading scriptures that say this is absolutely a directive that comes from God, not only in the Old Testament, but more so does it come in the New uh, and sometimes there's not the realization of of the scriptural uh, basis, nor of the understanding uh, of the rewards. Sometimes there's an unwillingness, uh, and uh, people don't want to be made vulnerable. You see, when you begin to enter into this arena, you're made vulnerable. You're opening yourself to people uh, uh, that you're not sure who they may be or what their uh, what their background may be, and uh, what uh, what may be uh, the uh, results of that, uh, and also. Uh, uh, you're inconvenienced. Maybe someone's ripped you off. You had someone to your house, and when they left, your uh, your uh, cell phone was gone. I don't know. You know, it uh, it happens. Uh, we've had we've had young people. They uh, uh, they had say, hey, could you take this guy and his new convert, and uh, would you 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 give him a place to crash for a while? And uh, he did fine until you went to work, and then he uh, left and took your guitar with him. You know, I, all kinds of things happen about hospitality, and uh, maybe that's happened to you. I was talking to one pastor, and he said uh, they had some folks over to their house and they're trying to be hospitable and uh, the kids were uh, <clears throat> out of control. I mean, if you know, kids get out of control, okay? Kids are kids. You know what kids are? Kids are kids. Kids can be bad seen and suddenly you're made vulnerable to someone else's kid and he said they invited these people over to the hospital. They had a, a valuable piece of china that had been in the family for many, many years. Uh, and sure enough, you guessed it, one of the kids knocked it off and broke it to smithereens. Well, that happens. That's what life's all about. How many of you know that life has to be lived? If you're going to protect yourself from every event of life, uh, then you're going to miss out on one of the great blessings of life, uh, which is to meet interesting people uh, and make associations uh, with interesting people. Uh, and children are children. Uh, and if you only have people to your house who don't have children, your circle of friends are going to get narrower and narrower and narrower. Look at the scripture with me for a moment, because there's a profound lesson uh, in this text. God was visiting Abraham in another form. Think about that because we're going to look into the scripture and see that played out in a very powerful and profound way. Hebrews 13 verse 2. Do not forget to entertain strangers for by so doing some have unwittingly entertained angels. Now, if I said to you tonight, uh, uh, listen, uh, there's an angel uh, that's going to come visit your house and, and uh, is going to uh, uh, have a little snack with you, you'd say, wonderful. 
I love angels. <laughs> but you see, what the Scripture says is be careful to entertain strangers because some, having entertained strangers, have entertained angels unawares. Now, this is one of the marks of the New Testament church. In Acts 2, verse 46 and 7, so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, uh, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Now think about that for a moment because here is the New Testament church and it says uh, that they ate their meat with gladness uh, and moved from house to house. In other words, uh, here we see this hospitable uh, spirit uh, that was released and practiced uh, and it brought blessing uh, in the multiplying uh, of believers. The Bible says that when Jesus comes to judge the earth, He's going to uh, gather people before them and nations. And some of these are going to come and he's going to say to them, uh, enter into the joy of the Lord. I was hungry and you fed me and I was in prison and you visited me and I was sick and you came and, and, and they're going to say, when, when did we do this, Lord? And he says, uh, you did it under the one of the least of these, uh, my brethren. And in that you did that, you did that to me. Now, there's a powerful uh, uh, a dynamic that we need to consider for a moment as we look there because there's a clear record and an example that is in the Scripture that lays that before us. Many of the miracles that happened in the New Testament are recorded for us. Behind these miracles is a meal where Jesus and the disciples were invited in, and one of these is in Luke's Gospel, chapter 7. They're in Simon's house, and the Bible says as they're in Simon's house, a sinful woman comes into that place, and as that sinful woman comes into that place, God worked a glorious miracle for her, and Jesus forgave her sins, and he says, your faith has saved you, and that opportunity was afforded at a meal that was being put forth and a tremendous lesson is there. We have Jesus and the resurrection. He's on the, uh, on the road to Emmaus. Two of the disciples uh, meet him, and as they meet him, uh, they, he says, why are you, uh, why are you uh, so sad? What, what's happened here? And they said, are you a stranger that you don't know what's happened? Uh, that uh, here's this wonderful uh, person, Jesus of Nazareth. He was crucified, uh, and we thought he's going to be the Savior. And, there, and he began to open to them the Scripture, but they don't know who he is. And as they're walking along, Pretty soon they come close to their house and said, look, why don't you, you come in, uh, come in and, 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 and uh, dine with us. Uh, and it's while they were dining there that he opened their eyes uh, and they had a personal experience with a resurrected Christ out of a spirit of hospitality and says, did our hearts burn within us uh, as he opened uh, the scriptures uh, to us? So think with me for a moment, uh, back to our scripture, back to Abraham. Here's Abraham, and as he's there, God appears to him in another form. 
And as he appears to him in another form, a a tremendous miracle takes place in verse 4 of chapter 18. Then they said to him, where is Sarah your wife? So he said, said, uh, here in the tent, 9 and 10 actually is what it is. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. uh, And behold, Sarah, your wife, uh, will have a son. Now think about this for a moment. Because here is uh, uh, God appearing to Abraham uh, in another form. He enters into this this, uh, uh, dimension of hospitality. uh, And uh, out of a hospitable heart says come in. uh, And out of that tremendous blessing God uh, works a miracle. uh, And gives his barren wife a son. uh, That uh, the scripture records is Isaac. uh, And this miracle happened because uh, of a man who had a hospitable heart. I want every head bowed uh, and every eye closed for a moment. The whole world is waiting for a hospitable people. A people who will open their hearts, who will engage people in life. And release this tremendous dimension of hospitality. It's a wonderful, wonderful grace of God. It is a possibility for almost every human being on earth can be hospitable. It's not how much you have. It's not what uh, elaborate house that you have. It's whether this spirit uh, is within you of wanting to reach out and influence another person uh, and simply the meal or the snack or the tea or the invitation uh, is simply a byproduct of something uh, that's in your heart wanting to help someone that needs God. I wonder tonight as we're bowed. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, It's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.